0: Good morning, Planet Earth. Good morning to my listeners out there. It's Monday, December the nineteenth, twenty twenty two, Bo Blimpdock. It's almost eleven AM here in Utah. And I had a lot of notes set out for this podcast, um, and I I probably will do them. I'll do them separately or something. In a lot of ways, this is one of those rants that I'm not sure I'm going to break free of. So, I woke up this morning feeling a little bit depressed about having three bucks in my checking account. And that's not special. A lot of people are broke right now. A lot of people don't have money. Probably more than a few people will find themselves without their mobile or their cell phone plans soon enough. And so, none of the features of my existence make me particularly special. Every one of us might be unique, but that doesn't really make us special. I'm poor, and I'm okay with that. But it turns out that as poor as I am, and as little money as I have, the current system, the banking system and how it operates still won't leave me the fuck alone. I woke up this morning with about three bucks in my checking account, and so, in a pathetic desire for some help, I email a friend. And my friend, who is really generous, emails me back and says, Hell yeah, I'll help you, Dan. Let me send that to PayPal. Which is the only option right now. Venmo flagged me. Okay, so you want to know what, what, what Venmo is about. Venmo in 20, I, I believe uh, early in 2020 flagged me as some type of, I don't even know how to phrase this. Um, they didn't even have a word for it. Maybe terrorist, maybe whatever. So Venmo is not an option. Crypto is definitely not an option. Uh, my mail gets opened. Wherever I, wherever I live right now, you can think I'm crazy. I don't fucking care. My mail gets open. So sending me money through the mail is not an option. I suppose at some point I could say, well, let's go down to the Western Union. Let's see if on some basic level, a former U.S. Army veteran has the same privileges as someone that's here that's undocumented. Would I be able to still get money from somebody? And I think the true answer that's coming pretty soon is no. When I was uh, visiting the very brief time I was visiting Seattle, a person I know that works in the banking system and I guess used to listen to my podcasts, Kept trying to talk about how, you know, people in the banking system, they're not all bad and blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of shit sounds like communist bullshit to me now. Not all communists are bad, Dan. Just because, you know, old Aunt Fritzy ended up at the camps doesn't mean you will. You know. I'm okay with being poor. I'm okay with not having any money. I've accepted the outcome of my decisions as far as that goes. But I guess, and this is one of the things I try to remind my listeners of, I guess in terms of managing disappointment, I'm not there yet either. I can tell you what's coming is a lot worse than not getting a little bit of money from PayPal. I can tell you that with a deadly seriousness. It's way worse than that. But I just have a hard time grappling how crooked a system is when they gotta fuck with people that have nothing. Have nothing. I don't have shit. The amount of my resources and wealth adds up to a pile of crap. If I disappeared into the wilderness tomorrow, I'd leave behind some friends, and that's true. And and yeah, friends are worth a lot. But I had this mistaken notion, this ridiculous belief that I could simply be allowed to get by. That I could be allowed to live at whatever low level I live at that I could be allowed to exist at whatever basic level I I was okay with, and the system could just leave me the fuck alone. It's already doing a great job of censoring me. It's already doing a great job of of keeping people like me, because by the way, I'm not fucking special. I'm pretty certain this kind of thing's happening to a lot of people these days. But I guess I assumed that if you were scraping the bottom of the barrel If you were living off of, let's say, barely 800 bucks a month, I guess I assumed that I could be left the fuck alone. Man, was I a fool. I was a fool in 1996 when I took an oath. I was a fucking moron. I've said it before, I'll say it again. What kind of a shitty, crooked, crappy system what kind of a shabby sideways trailer park kingdom has to fuck with a person that has nothing? You tell me what's good about that. You give me your little Seattle banker speech and tell me how great that is. I don't want to hear it. And if you sense anger in my voice, it's not directed at any stupid fucking Seattle and it's not directed at anyone else. I'm angry at myself. For the amount of bullshit I'm still holding on to. I am angry at myself for the amount of naivete I still allow to exist inside my skull. I am angry at myself that I give myself a moment of thinking this system is going anywhere else but to destruction. And I am angry at myself for believing that I was special enough That at least I was special enough to circle the toilet of existence and be left the fuck alone. That I had a little bit of something that would allow me to live a meager existence until I died. I am angry at myself for believing that was ever going to happen. And yeah. I was a fucking moron taking that oath in 1996 believing that anybody else, either in that formation that day, or in the military, the army, or anyone since then actually took their fucking oath seriously. They didn't. None of them do. This crooked system is going down, but I'm angry at me for thinking that I would get a slice of pizza and maybe some french fries, and and some other little meager Gromulac sauce, a couple potatoes to put in my pot before the end. I live on almost nothing, brothers and sisters. I, I wish it were different. It'd be great if somehow I was successful at this podcast, but I'm not and I can come up with all kinds of excuses, but how are they not excuses? How are they not just explanations or rationalizations? I can't prove any of what's been done to me, and I can't find a lawyer who would look out for me. It is absolutely the case that GoDaddy, a year ago, ripped me off. It is absolutely the case that I had prepaid fees for multiple years, and they ripped me off. I had several domains, A fair amount of intellectual property, and they rip me the fuck off. But you tell me if there's a fucking lawyer out there that gives a fuck what happens to somebody like me. And the answer is they don't. Does that make me special? Does that make me unique? Or does that just make me another walking, talking train wreck in the great nation of broken machines called the United States of America? pathetic. It's pathetic. I am angry because I can't basically use about 20 bucks in cash today, even though theoretically someone donated more than twice that amount. I can't even get 20 of it. It's pathetic that I have to be in a situation where I'm basically asking permission to be fed a tiny amount of cash from very few people just so I don't drown. It's pathetic. And also, it's pathetic that I don't understand that this is exactly what I was talking about. And this is exactly the world we're heading towards. It isn't some great fucking reset. It isn't some new world order utopia. And if you're wondering where the FEMA camps are, if you live in a city, (laughs) it's like that billboard used to say, you're already home by now. You're there, buddy. You're there, sister. You're there, brother. That's not a message anybody on Twitter, by the way, is allowed to say. You know, it's funny. This Elon Musk takeover. I was permanently banned before Elon Musk. I am permanently banned after. Makes no fucking difference to me. Some of you out there may want to jump up and down like it's Freedom Day. The reason why is because you spout the bullshit that they want to hear. You spout speak a word, you speak a phrase, you show a thought, you present an idea that is not within what they want to allow, and I promise if enough people listen to you, you'll be treated the same way, and it won't make you special, and it won't make you unique. How special, how unique was an East German who got spied on by their neighbor? How special or unique was the spy? Because every other motherfucker was being paid to spy on their neighbor back then. How special or unique are you that you walked into a Costco in 2020 and your mask wasn't on quite right and some mass Nazi told you, cover up your nose. How special are you? Not at all. How special is that piece of shit at Costco that would walk around the store making sure everybody had their coffee filter on correct? That piece of shit, that scumbag in Costco and federal way if you know who the fuck you are you're not special you're not unique you are playing out the role that has been played before being played by others in your society currently and the role that's been played out in other societies specifically empires on the verge of decline they were not special they were not unique but they were living through some interesting times They lived through some interesting times. Yeah, I I had a conversation with someone I care about. And it was a conversation about a topic that is kind of optimistic, which is there's this program at FUTO.org that purportedly helps small businesses that are outside the system on the fringe kind of get a foothold and sort of, you know, sort of, it acts like a miniature incubator university as far as I can understand it. And, you know, the application process is simple enough. The deadline is the first of the year. And I I probably could easily apply. Like I could take the stuff I want to do with RAD Engineering take the ideas that my friend and I worked on, I could put it into that thousand word essay, include my CV, a.k.a. resume, and I could see what happens. Do I actually think I would have a fighting chance? No. I don't think so. And it's not because I think it's rigged. It's just I'm a 52-year-old man. I don't fit the demographic. I don't fit the clique. And a lot of these folks are crypto freaks, and I think that's a giant fucking joke. So what's the likelihood that somebody like me ends up there, ends up at this this fellowship program, this fellows program? It's not very high. And you could say, well, Dan, you're starting out from a position of failure, and I would say to you the following. My expectations of reality since 2019 have rarely disappointed Do you understand what I'm saying? Doesn't mean I got everything right, but directionally directionally speaking, I think I nailed it and I wasn't the only one. And so how could I be in a situation where something like this would be disappointing? If we're really, really lucky, and I mean lucky, I mean that I'm wrong about my worst case scenario. If we're really, really lucky, we're looking at a multi-decade depression maybe even a depression that lasts half a century. I already know what that means to somebody like me. And you throw in a lot of commie bullshit, racist bullshit, a lot of gender warfare bullshit, you mix it up into a pot with a lot of people educated by public schools, and what you're gonna have is a lot of violence and chaos and life expectancies go down. And did I say I was 52? So you tell me what a guy like me expects to happen next. (sighs) I just don't know. It's possible that what happened with these transactions this morning were just, you know, how can I phrase this? Glitches. It's possible they were just glitches. It's possible that It's really just an indication of just the system not working. And when I say the system, I don't mean specifically my credit union or PayPal. I mean that the financial system is probably in a pretty bad place right now. And it's even possible that companies like PayPal that have to manage cash flow are starting to play little rinky-dink games. It's possible. I I have no way of knowing. Okay, I am not one of those people. Did I tell you I live on 800 bucks a month? And yeah, I'm not getting rich on that. I'm paying rent and I'm paying for food and a couple other things to make life worth living. But did I say 800? And if you wanna come back and say, well, Dan, I'm living on 100 bucks a month. I'd like to know where you're living, buddy. I'm living in Costa Rica. You could just get yourself a plane ride. Come down to Costa Rica. Come down to Belize. Why don't you go to Africa, Dan? They live on a dollar a day. Yeah, I don't think any of those are really great plans at this point. It's kind of like what I said back in 2014. And I have a little video that if you go to October 2014, it's basically a miniature documentary of my trip from Seattle to Indianapolis. But it's kind of like what I said back then, I'm just changing seats on an airplane. My going from Seattle here to Utah, I do think increases my odds of survival, but not by so much that it means I'm gonna live another 20 or 30 years. I figured by moving here a couple years ago, I might add another 10 years. Best case scenario, likely scenario, five years. It'll be two years in March. So already it's been a success. I've been able to exist here in comparable peace for almost two years. Yeah, it hasn't been perfect. Do I still get pissed off and depressed? Absolutely. But nine times out of 10, it's the baggage I brought with me. It's got nothing to do with Utah. It's got nothing to do with this place I'm living in, the small town, the people that are here. Nine times, in fact, 99 times out of 100, it's just simply my own shit, which I might not fix ever. Or I might have a breakthrough. You never fucking know. But today's not a day for that. You know, it's funny, I I actually intended this next podcast to be more about the absurd comedy and not about serious shit. But and I wish I could tell you this is the only stuff that's happened, but I've had so many of these types of events in the last couple of years where how rinky dink, how small change how pathetic can you get as a society that you harass people who are pretty much just on this side of homelessness? And by the way, if you're one of these motherfuckers that complains about the homeless, understand that these meager donations I get are one of the ways I avoid being another one of those people bothering you. But the good news is, if I ended up, ever ended up in the streets, I already know what would happen. I wouldn't live long. I wouldn't be in your little homeless community. I'd be gone. That's the truth. You think there's some type of magical happy ending at this point in your life? You think you're going to retire to Hawaii? Do you really? What other lies do you want people to tell you? You think we're going back to the moon in 2024? Do you think we're landing on it in 2025? What kind of wretched fucking lies do you want somebody like me to tell you? part about this, I have a friend who was willing to just give me some money because I pathetically sent him an email. And my expectation was I'd get this money and I'd get myself some food and I'd get myself a couple other things. And for another day, I would feel quasi normal. And I should be thankful, which I am thankful to my friend, and I should be thanking the Lord. I shouldn't be so angry that this money is stuck in limbo, but I am. A number of years ago in 2019, when I was talking about the great discontinuity, I mentioned to a lot of people that there are folks out there um, today, folks out there today who are flying at about 100,000 feet, um, way, way up there. And I said they'd have a great distance to descend in a short period of time. Like, people should prepare themselves. One of the things I talked about in 2019 seems dumb to a lot of people. And I I don't talk about it any longer because I feel like we're in the age of consequences now. And people just got to figure their shit out. The podcasts are there that I did with AJ in Florida. But I did a number of podcasts with AJ on how to purify water. And it... Sounds dumb. You say, well, Dan, why would I need to know how to purify water? There's water everywhere in Florida. There's water in the the ditch. There's water in the ocean. There's plenty of fucking water. And the reason why you might have to know how to purify water is that all of those sources you're describing are polluted. So if you go ahead and just drink that water, It may help your thirst, but you're going to get sick as hell. There are things, especially if you're a young person that you can do today that will increase the likelihood that you will be here tomorrow. And none of it has to do with learn to code. No offense to programmers out there. No offense to my own career. You know, I've been a computer programmer for a couple decades and I'm burnt out. But there are things you could learn and things you could understand. None of it has to do with programming computers. It really doesn't. That age may come again at some point in the future, but very, very soon that skill set will be fucking useless. No one's going to need it. No one's going to need it. And it isn't because the AI is going to take over. My God, I've seen the people that program those systems. They're not going to take over. That's also never going to happen. If you want to imagine an AI, imagine a couple of those Boeing jets, you know, those Boeing jets, those Boeing airliners falling from the sky. That is where we're at in terms of engineering excellence in the world today no you don't have to worry about the fucking ai and if you see a little boston robotics dog jumping up and down all i can tell you is special effects you know You're hearing a noise in the background it's the heater coming on again it's been cold here they you know I think we should all do a shout out to Raytheon <laughs> Raytheon and and DARPA for the job they did for for the snowy Christmas this year it's a little overdone it's kind of like from that you know Shakespeare play <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. Othello. Yeah, the lady doth protest too much. That's what this winter weather seems like to me. You know. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, Dane Wigington reported about two weeks ago that the temperature in Barrow, excuse me, Ickivik, I can't even say it. Maybe that's why they changed the names of these places. The temperature in Barrow was basically um, in the 50s. And there hadn't been sunlight for a couple weeks. That's weird. It doesn't mean anything by itself. It's weird. I read an article today um, on Zero Hedge about a, a, a ship in the Thai Navy that sank. And the reason why I found it interesting is that why is this news? Why would it be news that this ship sank? I mean, yeah, it's bad when ships sink, but it happens. But then it occurred to me, what if this wasn't one of those, again, one of those signature events tied to the methane bomb? You see, the thing about the methane bomb is it starts in the Arctic, but it doesn't end there. There's methane hydrate all around the world. Everywhere you have rivers dumping out into a continental shelf at at enough of a depth over time, you end up with methane in a frozen structure with water. That's what methane hydrate is. And if it stays in its stability zone, nothing happens. If it gets shaken up by, let's say, an undersea earthquake, a la the Bermuda Triangle, then some pretty bad things can happen like ships sinking directly to the bottom. In this case, the ship didn't sink all the way, but it made me wonder, what if it hit a methane plume? Back in 2014, yeah, back in good old 2014, when that plane in the Indian Ocean disappeared. And isn't it interesting that there was a plane over the Ukraine that got shot down just about the same time? It's almost like they wanted to cover up one catastrophe with another. What was so special about that plane going down in the Indian Ocean? Well, here's another thing about a methane plume. It's not just bad for ships. Yes, it it affects density, and therefore a ship can drop like a rock. But if you're an aircraft and you fly through a thick methane blowout, you'll fall like a rock too. And then you'll hit the water, and if you hit where the plume is, you'll keep fucking going. Right to the bottom very, very fast, like going over a waterfall. It's stupid that I got so upset. It's stupid that I feel angry. It's stupid that something this small, just getting a few bucks from a friend, which isn't a few bucks, it was very generous, but getting some cash from a friend, it's stupid that it didn't work, and it's stupid that I'm upset that it didn't. You know, I try to tell people to focus on the good things. Don't focus on the crap, and I've been saying this for about 10 years, because you'll simply be disappointed all the fucking time. Don't focus on the maker's mark that's half water. Don't focus on you know the billions of homeless people you think you see. Because if you're if you're into building housing pyramids, you're only going to see more. Don't focus on that shitty breakfast that you paid thirty bucks for. That happened to me in 2013. Try to try to just wait for the good things that happen. For the for the just every once in a while you have that unexpected happy outcome and then focus on that that's what I try to tell people but what I let happen this morning is I let myself get suckered into disappointment and if you let yourself get suckered into disappointment during the age of Bo Blimtok, during the period of human history we're living in then you're, you're setting yourself up for anger and frustration and, and maybe even worse I don't know I mean, like I said, I consider myself to be living a pretty basic life. Does that mean I'm living as basic as they do someplace in Africa? Probably not. Okay, if you live in the United States of America, chances are you aren't either. But compared to most of the motherfuckers I know, with few exceptions, I'm living a basic life. And my theory was, if I live this basic life, they'll leave me the fuck alone. But then I think the flaw in my theory was, I also want to speak my mind. And in what, whatever pathetic way, limited way, whatever censored band, shadow band, ghost band way, the little bit of voice I have to talk to the couple of people I get a chance to speak to is still too much. And then I'll have a motherfucker say, well, Dan, I love your podcast, but why don't you do better? And it's like, I can't even express my thoughts at that point. Are you fucking kidding me? There is no doing better at this point. If I was really lucky, I'd come across some crazy old rich dude that believes he's going to live to be 8,000 years old and he'd give me a bunch of money because he's crazy and he's old and he doesn't give a fuck. That hasn't happened yet. That particular lottery of the crazy old rich dude has not happened yet. Barring that... Most of the people I know that listen to me, they're not rich. Even my friend who helped me out, he's not super wealthy. Is he, does he have more cash than me? Yeah. But he also has a family. I don't got no fucking family. I don't have any fucking kids. And as far as my immediate family goes, the longer these psyops last, the weaker those connections get. They have to be plugged in. They have to believe in the lies. You know, there are days where I wonder, wouldn't it be better if there were no God? Because then the lives they're living at least wouldn't have any consequences beyond the material. But the fact is, most of them are living lives they are going to end up nowhere, end up in bad places, connected to bad people. And as I said, I no longer give a fuck. When I got off that plane a couple weeks ago, I stabbed my phone to death. Is it impossible for people to reach me? No. Do I care right now to hear lies of other people's delusions? No. And if you're listening to my podcast and you don't like it or it doesn't help you or make you feel good, then there's a real fucking simple solution, motherfucker. Turn it off. You don't have to listen. You're not required. You're not obligated to do any of the above. You just turn it off. I'm not in the mood to tell a funny story. I wish I were. I wish I was in a mood to tell some funny story. I wish I had the attitude right now to get back into creative writing. I wish I was in a position vis-a-vis the Holy Spirit that I felt like testifying. But the problem is my heart is in a dark place and it's becoming stonier every day. And as it becomes stonier and hardened more like a rock, I wonder whose purpose is this? Is it my purpose to become this cold? Is it my purpose to to finally throw away the last vestiges of woolly headed thinking? Is it my purpose to understand that there is nothing I can do, nor will there be anything I will do that will help any of the people, and they will suffer, all of them. All these people will suffer and it will happen and nothing that people like me say will make a fucking difference. It would be better if that were it, if it was just the material existence of some type of Darwinian evolution starting out with a big bang 10 billion years ago. It would be better if that were it. Because if there's more to it than that, then there are deeper consequences. There are outcomes to the horrendous things that we've all participated in. You can say you did so out of ignorance. I've met these people. Believe me, Seattle is populated mostly with these motherfuckers. If they don't see it, if they don't hear it, if they don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. So what if I woke up tomorrow and I said to myself, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm only going to let nice, positive thoughts into my head, and I'm going to ignore anything that's dark. If I see something terrible, I'll pretend it never happened. And if someone has a memory of the past, of something I might have done, I'll say, that's weird, I don't remember. I mean, it won't change one fucking thing. Not one thing gets changed by the choice to be ignorant. But what a wonderful fucking life if that's all that there is. If all you are is a walking, talking chunk of flesh held together, a giant watery membrane that would spill open if not for your skin, if all you are is that, then why not just live as if you were living in Sodom? Why not just live as if you were living for the pleasures of the world? Why not go to a church where the preacher promises you the, the very things the preacher promises you the very things that the G, that, that Jesus looked at before the devil and laughed? Why not? Why not? The health, wealth, prosperity preacher, why not? In your world there is no God. So why not? And then when the day comes that reality hits you in the face like a sledgehammer, at least you didn't see it coming. It's kind of like the way my sister Nancy died. And a lot of people do die, where they know it's coming. Like my mom, stage 4 cancer. You see it coming, and what's worse, it's a painful thing. It's weeks and weeks of pain and sadness, and then you die. Wouldn't it be better just to have some motherfucker come up from behind you with one of those little piston guns and just kill you? and not even see it coming? Especially if there's nothing you can do. wouldn't it be better? I mean, I don't even feel like asking for donations, not like they're flowing in. They're not. I don't feel like saying, send me your money because what if you do and there's no way for me to use it? I don't want to see an email saying, well, can I just send you something to the mail? Eh, tried that. Can I just send you some crypto? Eh, not going to work. Can I just do this and this and this? And And the answer is, in this disconnected world, in this broken world, the answer is, you will be mediated. You know, it's funny. I've been posting archival podcasts on Spotify. Not that I think it will make a fucking difference. Not that I think it fucking matters. But it seemed like something productive to do when I didn't feel like doing anything. And I posted this one podcast called Exile. And what exile had to do with was, you know, when I was young, when I was a kid, they would tell you, if you're a smart and successful American, you go away to college and then you go to the big city and you don't go back home again. You leave home. Everybody should leave home. That was the propaganda message. Leave your home. Leave your community. Go to college. Go to a city. But leave home. And while we were away, a couple things happened. Those places we called home, they disappeared. That was one thing that happened. And the other thing that happened was, was we found out we didn't have a community any longer. We had refugee status. We didn't understand it that way, but that's what that was. Status as a refugee. You see, in a normal circumstance, if I was in a community someplace and my friend who lives thousands of miles away only live five miles away he could just give me you know 20 bucks or 40 bucks or 50 bucks say hey Dan I'll help you out there's no mediation there's no third party there's no blockchain network a human being hands you some money he could hand me something else in barter he could say here's some food but we are refugees we are exiles from that. That was a world we could have had. That was a world we could, have hold, we could have held on to. But instead, we went for the cheap, easy fucking answer. And that world is gone. Never going to come back. Well, at least probably not in my lifetime. And only after a lot of shake-up and only after a lot of priorities get shifted. And then maybe, maybe. If there are people alive in 50 or 100 years, maybe they'll figure out how to build a community again. The reason why this is frustrating is because when they take away your ability to actually deal with people directly instead of going through their mediational processes, they take away your ability to make truly free choices and they take away your ability to build real creative community. When they feel they got to spy on everything you do, whether it's 50 fucking bucks, which compared to all the money spent blowing up men, women, and children in the Ukraine makes you kind of sick to your stomach and makes you want to fucking laugh. But 50 fucking bucks. When they take away your ability just to get 50 bucks so you can buy some fucking food or buy something else... Where do you think you go from there, brothers and sisters? Do you think you're heading towards utopia? Do you think you're heading towards Klaus Schwab's pod world? I lived in his pod world. It's the candle, not the light bulb, and it's over. Last stop after this type of rinky-dink bullshit is starvation, thirst, chaos, Violence. Running from people you don't know because you don't have fucking community any longer. Being isolated. And if you're over the age of 50, brutal, yeah, nasty, brutish, and short, as Hobbes might say. That's what's actually on the fucking menu. I thought on the menu, for a while at least maybe, you could have meager existence and just you know, eek by, but what's actually on the menu is crooked crony bullshit to the point of destruction, to the point of the whole thing collapsing on itself. I knew that, I just didn't want to believe it today. I talk about the people flying at 100,000 feet and how they're going to have to transition from there to, to ground level. But I stick with what I've said over the last couple years, I'm still about 20 feet up. You can break a leg. You could break your neck. I'm still in a spot where I think and believe that certain things could still happen. That I could still start a business and be an entrepreneur. That I could get funding and support for my podcast. How does that happen exactly? Okay? You see, here's another interesting factoid. If at just about any other point in American history, I spoke the way I spoke about stuff, I probably would do better. Because the powers that be would see more stability than failure. The reason why my message, and it's not special and it's not unique, but the reason why this message is dangerous is because I'm telling you that President Biden, whatever, whomever it is, that President Biden is the mayor of Washington, D.C. I'm basically telling you that the COVID monkey herpes was military psychological warfare. The Ukraine war is looking more like a PSYOP. And everything in between, every little trauma monkey, every little race conflict, every little revelation that never goes anywhere, all of this is psyops and it's probably not covering up anything good and i can also tell you another thing they don't want you to repeat you don't use psyops out of strength you really don't in an actual campaign where you have the strategic momentum psyops are kind of like frosting on the outside it's not the whole fucking cake but since 2020 it's been the whole cake just fear Fear, fear, bullshit, fear, Uh, vaccines are killing you, the Wuhan murder virus, the virus crawls up the pipe into your butt crack, the race war is coming for you, the BLM antifa, fucking Trump, Biden, trauma, drama, nonsense, fear and anger and chaos and nonsense. This is weakness. When you build your cake out of nothing but frosting, you'll see what happens. No, I thought that I was at ground level. In 2019, I thought that I was at the level where, yeah, things would get worse, but I was prepared for that, and I would simply go down the next level, and I'd be fine. But that was also that was delusional. The distance between where I'm at right now and where I'm headed is probably way bigger than I can currently imagine. and. The only thing I can say to my benefit is that I'm still closer to that destination than a lot of the people I used to know. Um, But even today, a day like today, a little bit of wretched money, a little bit of meager resources, a tiny bit of shit on the Death Star, and even that has to be fucked with. And if the answer... For all you Hanlon's Razor people, is it's just how fucking incompetent they are. Think about how shitty this world is if this is what happens. And it doesn't happen once in a while. It happens a lot. By the way, if any of you wanna want me to restore my optimism, why don't you take up a legal case with me against GoDaddy? I guarantee you, based upon their tech support behavior, it would become class action real soon. But the answer is that will never happen. In a normal world, there would probably be a multi-million dollar lawsuit against GoDaddy. I guarantee you, I'm not special. I'm not unique. A lot of people have been fucked over by that company. But it's never going to happen. Okay. For the same reason with all these Matt Taibbi revelations about Twitter, the same reason that Uncle Dan is just as banned today there as he was before Elon Musk. There there is no sign that I can see that this system is moving towards anything but the end. And at the end, the only voices you are going to hear is that the Titanic can never sink. Ever. It's like what Janet Yellen said about four or five years ago. There's never going to be another recession in my lifetime. I mean, I think we've been in a papered over global depression since at least 2008. But according to her way of looking at the world, maybe she's right in the sense that whatever propaganda definition recession has now, it's over. So stop worrying about your little bit of money to get a little bit of shit. Stop worrying about your Christmas presents. Stop worrying about your car payments. Stop worrying because it's over. It is. They're, they're not going back to the moon in 2024. They're not landing on it in 2025. And by the way, that's another message that will get you banned on Twitter. Telling that particular statement that you believe is true. I believe it is true. These things are not going to happen. And if anything, it's a giveaway. It's a tell. It's the powers that be basically admitting that that's, that's where the stop sign is. 2024. mean I'm going to stop podcasting I don't know I I I was listening to some of my old podcasts and I've just come to this understanding that I've said pretty much almost I need everything I need to say I could see doing fiction if that made sense I could see doing other things but talking about the news or about what's going on whatever is coming next and I don't know for certain by the way I suspect I know, but I can't say I know for certain. I'm not a prophet. But whatever's coming next, I don't think it's going to be altogether pretty. And I don't think the outcomes are going to be great for most people. And I think that not being able to get a few measly bucks out of the fucking banking system on a particular Monday is going to amount to nat shit in the near future. It won't. So I spent an hour ranting about this money, this money that wasn't even mine. It was given to me by a friend of mine, and it was not able to reach its destination. And it's not nearly as sad or dramatic as an airplane crashing or a ship sinking. It doesn't even fit into the same category. It's not life or death. I still have food. I still have shelter for a few more weeks. I got to come up with a plan, but I still have time to do it. I don't honestly believe that plan includes a incubator for entrepreneurs in Austin, Texas. But because I care about and love the people who make suggestions like this, I'll go down this road with them. I'll travel down this road as far as I can fucking go. I've already decided I'm not going to be a burden. And that's not a A deep ethical commitment to me that's the bare minimum don't be a burden especially to the young so I've already decided that that is a decision I made and that's one I'm willing to execute when and if it has to happen but beyond that I don't know what to fucking tell you do I see myself going up into the mountains and living like a mountain man probably not 30 years ago I might have been able to do it today it's probably not going to happen Probably not going to go up there like Robert Redford after the Mexican-American War, you know, and become Jeremiah Johnson. That's that's just not going to be a thing. So I don't really know what my next stop is. The good news is I currently live with some pretty cool people, and they're far more generous than I am able to believe, which is, which means they're good people, but I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. You know, people being decent and kind and generous in the way that they have been. But people, everybody has their challenges and their stressors right now. Nobody's special. I guess, I guess, and I I guess I'm going to go back to where I started. I really believed that given the limited um, expectations I had, for what's coming next, given the limited expectations I had for what comes tomorrow, given those facts, I guess I expected or assumed I could simply live. I did. You know? And the answer is, it isn't for me. It isn't. There might be a life raft there might be a thing that keeps you from drowning, but in this crooked system, it's not for me. And also, I should be okay with that. I should kind of like find peace in that, and that's something I need to work on. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I was hoping today would be a day where I didn't have to take those next steps to go through my processing. I was hoping today might be a day where my Kubler-Ross you know, grieving scenario could be put on hold. I was really hopeful that by now I was pretty much at ground level, but I'm not. I'm still podcasting. I'm still talking into this expensive digital recorder. I'm still playing on this fucking Roland. It might be a cheap ass Roland, but it's a Roland. So I'm still at least 20 feet off the ground. Maybe even 100 feet. And at 100 feet, what's the difference between 100 or 100,000? Really? If you're over 50, what's the fucking difference? Have a great rest of your Monday.